Hi, it's Jesse, the founder of MaxFun, coming to you from the microphone at my home office where I am socially segregating. So we promised you a MaxFun drive this week, but things haven't exactly gone how we expected. So given the pandemic, we're going to postpone this year's drive. Uh, events are still fluid, so we're hesitant to give you specifics about new dates. Right now, we have late April penciled into our calendars. We'll keep you posted about that. As it stands, a lot of our drive machinery was already cranked up. So for one thing, you might hear a reference or two to the drive in our shows, which might have been recorded before we made this decision. And uh, here is some good news. There's a bunch of great bonus content available for all of our MaxFund members. If you're a member and you missed the email with instructions on how to listen, check your spam folder or log in at MaximumFun.org manage. Uh, also at MaximumFun.org manage, you can change your membership if your circumstances have changed. We know this is a tough time for a lot of people and we understand. You can also go to MaximumFun.org join at any time if you'd like to become a member. During the next couple of weeks, what would have been the drive, we're going to do our best to be extra available to you. Uh, we've got some streaming events planned, some social media stuff. We know a lot of folks are isolated right now, and we want to help provide comfort in the best ways that we know how. You can follow us on social media, and we'll let you know what's up. During this tough time, I have been feeling really grateful for my community of colleagues here at MaxFun and for you, the folks who make our work possible, goofy as that work may sometimes be. Stay safe out there. We're thinking of you. You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and self-quarantiner. This episode, <laughs> we're recommending books to read while you're in quarantine. Here hey. we are. Um, we are recording this out of quarantine, the two of us, but it is a small group. We are recording this on March 17th. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, but we... We had some episodes prepared for you. Yes. This is technically an emergency episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, the Maximum Fun Drive got canceled. We're going to get into that a little bit later in the episode, everything that's going on. But uh, those episodes don't work anymore. So we're going to save them for when the fun drive actually happens later in the year. Uh, and so we recorded this very special, very timely episode for you all. Uh, but first, we, before we get into it, Bria, what are you reading right now? What is your what is your quarantine reads? I just finished a book called Remembrance by Rita Woods. It's great. Um, it's a shorter book. It is magical realism set um, during uh, in the pre Civil War era, um, and it 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 sort of centers around two two women who are ex slaves. Sort of, I mean, it's in around several women, one currently and then um, a couple during slave time, uh, slave era, and they all have magical elements to them. And one of the main ones, um, whose name is Abigail, has created a place where if you are an escaped slave or you, some, of, some people were born there, um, you can go to this place where white people cannot enter. 
And so nice. she's created this like boundary to where they can all live and it's called Remembrance. And um, it's awesome. Of course, like, you know, it's a wonderful place. And at the beginning of the book, th- horrible things happen. So you you get the idea. It is, it's really riveting. I loved it. If you loved um, Underground Railroad, uh, this is sort of a similar magical realism, but then there's way, way, way more magic in this. Um, but not explained, just more of more of like every person has their thing that they are able to do. It's great. Uh, like one person, one of the people who lives there, she's really good with plants and can be like, I know what the, each of these roots do. I know I can like look at this plant and touch it and say, this is going to heal you in this way. And there's another woman who like when she touches someone, she can see what's going on with their body. Like, oh, wow. She can touch you and be like, you're pregnant with twins. Or she's like, you have lung cancer. Like she knows all of these things. She can't necessarily heal them, but she can like tell you what's going on with you. So like every, almost every, so not like every a person nice version, version of house. Pretty much, but uh, but more magical. Um, it is. It's really great. Um, it is a really nice escapism book, even though it has some very dark themes, obviously. But um, I super enjoyed it. What What are you reading, Mallory? Uh, so in these weird and scary times, I'm reading a bunch of horror. Nice, <laughs> nice, because it's very soothing to me. Uh, I actually started reading a uh, rereading my one of my favorite horror. And, author is Shirley Jackson, but it was like too real. Mm-hmm. It was even too much for me. Uh, so I picked up a book that I've been meaning to read for a really long time, and it is the uh, prequel to the podcast Limetown. So it's Limetown, oh, cool. the book. Yeah. And it has three authors. It's by Coatsmith, Zach Ackers, and Skip Bronke, which are all like, sounds like the names of podcasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really does. <laughs> um, Skip Bronke. <laughs> uh, so are you were born to have a podcast. You were bur- born to have a podcast. Um so if you've never listened to the Limetown podcast before, you can read this book, although I definitely recommend it because the podcast is amazing. It's basically about this um, town that was built in the south in the middle of nowhere. And it was sort of like one of those, you know, those like company towns where, um, you know, you don't use real money or everything. Um, you know, everything is self-contained in this little town. Oh, yeah. Huh. And everybody living there is in service to this uh, lab that's there. And they're trying to, they haven't released what they're actually doing to the public, but they're trying to basically harness some kind of mind power. Hmm. And uh, except one day, all of a sudden, everyone in the town was gone. They went there and everybody in the town was gone. Oh, wow. That's yeah. the plot of Line Town, the show? Yes. Huh. You should listen to the podcast. It's yeah. super good. I listen to it. Uh, and it's being investigated by this uh, woman named Leah Haddock, and she is um, related in some way to somebody in Limetown. I won't tell you who. Uh, but this book is the prequel to, like, everything that to, to what was actually happening at Limetown and what was happening with Leah before all of this. Oh, and interesting. It's honestly one of my favorite radio drama podcasts of all time in the um, – the book is already really, really good. Hmm. Um, I absolutely love it. And that's so that's Limetown. Wait, Sean, are you reading anything new? Do you want to talk about? Um, I'm reading uh, History of Sexuality by Michel Foucault. Oh, part which part one or part two? Part one. Nice. <laughs> um, I have, have a I have a troubled history with Foucault. Uh, yeah. Been very grumpy at him over the years. <laughs> I'm trying to mend that. You know, those books are they're very interesting. Yeah. Um. Maybe Sean will be able to tell us some penis facts. <laughs> Look, hopefully I could already tell you some, but <laughs> <laughs> and Sean is, is Sean's out. That's it for Sean. Wow, that was it. All right. So I am reading um Limetown by Coatsmith, Zach Ackers, and Skip Bronke. And I just read Remembrance by Rita Woods. And Sean is reading The History of Sexuality Part One by Michelle Foucault. So 
if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. We're not doing any listener feedback this week. Again, this is an emergency different episode, but we will be talking about this very special bookmark um, as a way to connect all of us in these scary times um, and fill in the void that, you know, the Maximum Fun Drive isn't happening as planned this year. Uh, and normally every year it's a really fun way to, for us to connect with all our listeners and the Max Fund members and do a lot of fun community things. So to um, fill in that void, we're doing uh, the Isolation Book Club. Uh, <laughs> so on Sunday, March 29th, we're going to do a live book club stream for the ultimate pandemic quarantine read, Mask of the Red Death by Edgar Allan Poe. Why not? We're leaning in. It's so good. Uh, there's a link... Um, there's a link to it in the show note. It is available for free as an ebook in many different forms uh, on Project Gutenberg. Again, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And it also is uh, for free as an audiobook uh, on LibriVox. And I will also put that on the show notes. But there are, if you put Mask of the Red Death into YouTube, there are so many different versions of people reading it. It's not super long. We chose this because it's for free on all formats. Uh, it's a, po a scary Poe story. It's actually probably my favorite about a pandemic that's taking over the countryside and all the rich people have holed up in a castle uh partying trying to escape it and uh, the the stuff that happens when when everything goes down it's it's absolutely fantastic we've made the hashtag isolation book club for updates uh i'm gonna be doing the audiobook uh probably nice. in the tub so i'm gonna be doing some uh tub reading some tub reading nice. uh, in, the, in the vein of brie grant and uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> i'll be i'll be posting on the hashtag a bit um we're really excited to talk about this with all of you it's a really great way this 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 story examines a lot of interesting stuff about class and fear and xenophobia and what better way to examine this stuff because this is it's extremely fucking timely <laughs> if i've read it i have if i have read it i don't remember it so this will be my first oh first awesome it's super remembering fun. have you remembering seen, it have you seen the vincent price movie possibly but it's been a long time if i am Awesome. I'm yeah. excited. Um, and I just want to say people have been reaching out about the Maximum Fund Drive. Um, and it's been very nice. Everyone who's been like, we know this money is important to you from the Fund Drive because as you if you give to Maximum Fund every month, you know you get that money gets pulled from your account every month. But as time goes on, people drop out for whatever reasons, or um your credit card gets start, you know, runs out. That yeah, happens to so all of us. So by the time the next drive happens, we're getting much less money every Significantly month. Significantly less money. So we were looking forward to it, and we appreciate everyone who has you know reached out to be like people have asked if we have Patreons, if we have PayPal's, if there's another way to donate to the show. We would say just we love what Maximum Fund does. We love that the infrastructure they yes. provide for us. So if you want to join, you can do a one-time donation. Yes, um, and just let them know you listen to Reading Glasses, or you can you can re up right now. You can add more money right now we definitely see that we know how much we get from people every month so we do yes. very much appreciate it but we actually got bumped we actually went up last month oh, um wow. randomly not by a lot because we usually go down every single month because of the credit card issues or because for whatever re reason people no longer give um and last month we actually went up a little bit which was very exciting not by much i think it was like by five dollars or something but still i was like wow that we is, didn't go down that is really cool but yeah i mean hopefully the drive won't be postponed for too long it'll be next month i think Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, I think we're still waiting to see. Yeah. Um, but sit tight. Uh, we still, all the fun things that are going to, that we planned are still going to happen. The amazing episodes we recorded are still going to go on. So, uh, yeah. Before we talk about some social isolation reads, we're going to take a quick break. This week, 
Shit is in turmoil. <laughs> uh, we are sure you have been affected by the national emergency we're all experiencing. We definitely have. Uh, Bria's film festivals were all canceled. Uh, my paperback tour was all canceled. Uh, Max Fun Drive was postponed. Uh, it's been really tough on the Reading Glasses team here. Although I guess Sean has been fine. He's like... He's at home cooking. He's at home cooking, <laughs> staying away from people. But He's, Sean also can't work. Sean, yeah, Sean also can't work. Which is a problem. Um, yeah. I am not soon go- going to not be able to work, which is kind of scary because I the libraries are all closed and I need, we were just talking about this before the show recorded, I need the library to research. Yeah. The TV show I was supposed to go shoot in Bulgaria got pushed for a month at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has been scary time for everyone, um, but we are so grateful for the, all the awesome support from all of you. Uh, the Reading Glasses community has been incredible, um, like we were talking about before, really stepping up and um, wanting to help us out financially, but also, you know, just being a great community. I see lots of posts about the, um, you know, what's going on right now in the Reading Glasses Facebook group and how people can, people helping each other find book recommendations and where to find books and just commiserating and being a community. We're really, really grateful and we're really, really lucky to have you all. Um, we truly think we have the best listeners um but now that we're all fucking stuck inside what better way to pass the time than to read (laughs) bria what kind of books are you craving right now um hmm. i mean it's interesting you came in here and you were like i've been doing a ton of reading and i was like Wow, I've only just refreshed CNN like 47,000 times each day. I've been having a hard time turning my Twitter off because, well, everything is happening so fucking fast. I know, I know, I know. And also, like, I mean, just like to be frank, the last two weeks have been really hard. I went from knowing exactly what the next like three or four months of my life looked like, which were very exciting, and the culmination of four or five years worth of work to having nothing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, South by Southwest got canceled. And then exactly one le- week later, Tribeca got canceled. And I had a movie in both, which was going to be, I mean, I thought it was going to be a big deal. Who could say? Maybe I would have gone and zero people would have shown up. And it would have been a cared. big deal for you. Um, it's still going to be a big deal at <laughs> well, some point. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I have not been reading very much. I've been very sad. I've been watching the bird feeder in front of my house. Um <laughs> you could read to the birds. Uh, I, I'm having com- trouble concentrating. Like, yeah. I can just tell that, like, when I start to read, I, like, will read a page or two, and then I'm like, well, I don't know what that was about because I was just trying to figure out if I should be doing something else, and it, um, I've had a rough time. I'll be real. Um, so I have been reading shorter books. That's the one thing. Shorter books and things that I'm like, well... This is something I've been wanting to read for a while, but um, I haven't been reading that much. I've been trying to read poetry because I was like, well, at least like I know I can like I can concentrate on a poem. Uh, one singular page. Five words total. <laughs> Five words I can sort of handle. Everything else has been a bit more like, oh, I just got 75 texts from the producers of this movie who are, you know, freaking out just like me. Um, yeah. What have, what have you been drawn to? Uh, I've also been having a hard time. I just keep. My, my thing is I, I keep trying to read and then I'm like, well, I better check the internet because like every, it feels like every few hours, at least here in LA, every few hours there's a new announcement. There's a new thing that's happening. It was just like literally I, I remember my editor, Peter Joseph, emailing me and be like, hey, how's it going? Everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, you know, libraries are still open. I'm going to be able to work. And then mm-hmm. less than 12 hours later, I had to email him and be like, nope, 
libraries are closed now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like if I don't keep checking, then I'm going to like, you know, up in the Bay Area, they have a stay in place order. Mm. And that's probably going to happen here any second. So I feel like if I don't check, then I'm not informed. <laughs> You're going to go outside and someone's going to be like, You're supposed to stay <laughs> Someone's going to just gonna tackle me. And, and <laughs> so it's been, I've been having a really hard time. I know um, I am very, very lucky. Uh, me and my editor were talking about it, that my book came out about a week before everything started, that I at least got to have my launch. Um, but my whole tour got canceled. And, you know, one of the reasons why you do a book tour is to drive sales. And I'm a full-time author now. Yeah. And my entire tour um, throughout the second half of March, April and May, now probably June, July, maybe August, is done well, let's hope not because I have to go shoot. Things have to open I up. I have to go make some money. No, well, that, that's, the, that's the thing. And um, I'm really worried about being able to write. Mm-hmm. I'm really worried um, just about my income. My roommate, uh, she's out of a job because yeah. her, her work is closed because she works in the service industry. Uh, so it's and my boyfriend has been working from home. All his productions at his company have been canceled. Uh, so it's been really tough. I, I know a lot of authors whose books come out you know, this week or next week. And tough. it's just really, really tough. A lot. And on top of that, a lot of bookstores are closed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of authors that we're counting on and those first week sales are so important. Yeah, I know. And so it's just been really tough. So again, you I can buy, you can buy the books. Yes. Still. We're going to talk about them. that later in this episode. You can do all sorts of stuff. And just so uh, people keep reaching out and writing on my Twitter feed and stuff. Cause they are like, Oh, you know, and about the movie festivals being canceled. And um, I very much appreciate the feedback. I will, uh, like, I mean, just like, this is, I'm not trying to explain something that people already know the answer to, but um, I can't just put the movie online. You know, people are like, well, why don't you just put it on Netflix or put it online? I'm like, That's not how this works. Well, the reason you play these festivals is that you hope someone buys it there, right? And so we don't have distribution for either of the movies. Um, And so the idea is that people come up and they show up and they see the movie in a group, and then three or four people there go, we want to buy this movie. And then hopefully they yeah. fight over who gets to have it, and then they pay some money, and then I actually get to see some money on the back end since I didn't take very much money on the front end of either of these movies, mm-hmm. hoping they would make some money yeah. when they sold. Um, so, the, yes, they will. People are like, when can we see them? How can we support? You can support by retweeting and being like, I'm excited for this movie. Yes, building up buzz. do pay attention to that kind of if stuff. They, if this, they look and see books, hundreds of people's tweeting about how much they want to see Lucky in 12-hour shift, they're yeah. going to be like, oh, wow. Yeah, that makes a big difference. The same for books, the same for anything. I yes. mean, like, use people are on the internet, obviously. Yes. Twitter is full of people right now. It is the place where you yes. can find a lot of people. But I appreciate everyone. I just wanted to explain that because I feel like people are like, why don't you just put it on Vimeo and people can see it? And I'm like, oh, no. because It's not, then I'll it's never not about everybody seeing it. It's about buyers. Right, right. Because I need to get the distribution for these movies. But eventually, hopefully you will see them. It's just probably going to take a minute longer now for all of these things to happen. Hopefully society will eventually get back to the way it was in a few months. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I definitely been, you know, it's funny because normally I only allow myself to only read horror during October. Mm. And this time I'm like, all the bets are off. Time yeah. to just read nothing but horror. Because it's like, I read this book... Uh, called The Bus on Thursday uh, a few days ago um, by Shirley Barrett. And it's about being like this woman who some people think is possessed by a demon. And I'm like, so when I'm done reading it, I'm like, well, you know, I'm stuck in my house with a bunch of canned clam chowder, but at least I'm not possessed by a demon. (laughs) You know, it's definitely, it's a comfort read for me. Um, Started rereading that Shirley Jackson collection, but it was too much. Mm -hmm. The first story in that collection is about this little girl, like, 
it's you know you sort of are imagining that she is Shirley Jackson Mm -hmm. and her parents are having a party and this really drunk guy comes into the kitchen while she's in there getting a snack and she starts talking about how if his generation had just gave a shit about the world they wouldn't be in this position and I was like too real Shirley (laughs) Um, but I you know and Shirley Jackson has the same kind of anxiety as I do and I feel very seen when I read her books so um but sometimes it's too much uh, mm-hmm. so I really I like diving into re- classic or really really like over 100 years old horror when I get stressed out there's something comforting to me about it um but for all of you we have collected some really good book recommendations to read when you're stuck in quarantine a lot of folks have been reaching out to us on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook like what should we read um so we have we we collected some some stuff for you. Bria, what's your first pick? Well, since I also, since I've been having trouble concentrating, I feel like other people have as well. So I thought I'd do like a short, easy, breezy book. Beautiful, um, beautiful cover book. Cover book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hair a hair. A book with its hair blowing in the wind. That joke didn't work. The pa- um, this pages flapping in the wind, I guess. Um it is um a book I just read about a year ago, so I talked about it on the show, but it's called The Storied Life of AJ Fickery. I almost bought this. By Gabrielle Zevin. Um, and I, our readers love a book. About a book. About a bookstore or a book or something. And I felt like this was a really, it's, I'm not calling it easy to like put it down. I'm saying like it's an, it's an easier read. And it's about yeah. a man who's a grumpy old man who owns a bookstore. Oh, store, I remember the, you telling and me And then he this. hates everything. He hates life. Everything and and there's someone leaves a baby in the bookstore and he's like I hate this baby but then he <laughs> learns to not hate the baby. And the baby's like fuck you, pal. I hate you too. Yeah, and then but that's what he likes about the baby. He's like this baby's as grumpy as I am, <laughs> and it's this like whole like and it has all these book references. So if you're a big reader, you're going to enjoy Aww. all of the book references. And it's just sort of a nice little heartwarming story about this man and his his this baby and his potential love life and. Um, it, it's a nice little book that, um, I enjoyed reading on a plane one time when I was very tired and I remember thinking <laughs> I can read this while very tired and like, what a nice book. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what is your first recommendation? So, f- uh, for all the people who aren't like me and are not comforted by <laughs> horror, um, I have, I, I spent some time cause we, we wrote these, we worked on these episodes just during the past few days. Cause we were like, Oh shit. Like what are we going to do? So, uh, I rounded up, I looked through my library and rounded up some hopeful, nice books. Nice. Okay. Um, I wouldn't grab a big honking sad book right now, no. especially since you're stuck at home. Yeah. Not, a, not a good, uh, not a good pick. So what I chose, the first book is Lucky Us by Amy Bloom. And this book is just so fucking lovely. I actually think you would really like this book. It's about these two friends these two women in 1940s America, and they're trying to chase their dreams down. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they start out in this small town and they both get in their car and they drive to Hollywood and they end up in New York. Um, And it's really short. The characters are absolutely delightful. And it's just like a book that will make you smile. Nice. It's so wonderful. And it's like, I love it so much. Uh, So before we recommend some more books, we're going to take a quick break. And now we're back. Bria, what's another good book to read when you're stuck inside? So I did a thematic, thematic book. Ooh. Uh, Lock oh, In this- by John Scalzi. <laughs> That's really funny. I feel like you knew I was going to do this. Um, uh, Lock In. Do you, you get it? Does everyone get eh, it? Eh, Does eh, everyone? Eh, okay. eh. Uh, it's uh, about a time in which a disease hits the globe. I went dark with the rest of mine, just so you know. Uh, disease yeah, hits I, the globe. I saw John tweeting about this the other day. He like held up a copy of um, Lock In and he was like, 
feeling a little weird about this book right now. Uh, <laughs> wait, who did that? John Scalzi. Oh, John Scalzi. I see. I thought you meant John, my John. Uh, Too many Johns. Yes. Um, yeah, but it's uh, about a disease that it's the globe and a certain percentage people of people after they get the disease are not able to move. Like their bodies function fine, but they're not able to move anymore. And so they have to use these like other bodies like they can put their consciousness or sort of in these other bodies and see through these other eyes and move around and stuff wow. um uh and there's a crime element Whoa. it's like an fbi crime thriller oh, so wow. you think it's going to be this sci-fi book and it is but it has this whole crime element to it um which is very fun but also it uh you know there's something about like these people can't leave their houses, but they're able to leave it through these other bodies, you know? And that's so there's, awesome. the, I mean, it's sort of a, um, I don't think that's where we're headed, but I do think, you know, it's good to think about that kind yep. of stuff. Um, anyway, uh, it's um, also on audiobook that our friends of the show, oh, Will yeah. Wheaton and, and Amber. Amber Benson, both did the audiobooks. Yeah, you can choose which one. Because I think the, the main, gender of the main character is never revealed. Yes, the main character is genderless. So you can just told from an eye perspective, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, like a first person perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, what's your next one? Uh, my next pick also is from a friend of the show, our friend Sarah Kuhn. It is I Love You So Mochi. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, this book is so sweet and fun. It's like a slice of cake in book form. Yes. Uh, so it's about this uh, teen girl and she's totally obsessed with fashion and she ends up going to stay with her grandparents in Japan where she meets a cute boy and finds nice. out things about herself because she's a teenager. And it's I, I picked it for several reasons. One, it's just like a light fun sweet book and it's also a really good escape because she goes to japan and you can nice. we're not we're, none of us are going to be traveling for a while so yeah, interestingly a, my last book is also oh japanese huh. let's all go to japan let's okay. all hide in japan bria what's your next book um also i would say sir other book uh heroin complex could be really really fun for this if you're looking oh, yeah. for a series to dive into just buy a bunch of Syracuse. yeah books. like it's like all stuff that's like pretty positive yeah. And literally there's like fighting cupcakes, I want to say, at the beginning of yes, that book. Yes, I yeah. remember the evil fighting cup. I think they're on the book cover, actually. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's awesome. real fun. It's very fun. All right, my next one is going to make you stay inside. If you have not <laughs> self-quarantined, you could read this. And let me tell you, you're going to stay the fuck inside. Um, <laughs> it's nonfiction. It's called Ghost Map. Um, it's about- Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, I read it. These are all books I've read fairly recently because my brain can't function and think that far back right now. Um, uh Basically, um, in England in the 1850s, cholera was sweeping the nation and everyone was like, it's the vapors. Like they like, they're just like, it must be, it's something in the air. Oh, it's like the, it's, it's a demon. A, it's a it's bad a feeling. Uh, like they don't, they didn't know, right? They were just very confused. And, um, at the time we just didn't understand it. And basically this changed science. Like we learned so much as, a, as a hu it's humans about the way disease affects people the way disease travels yeah. we learned not to shit in our water things along those lines <laughs> everyone um, was like oh man i love <laughs> shitting in my, my water place to shit is right here in the <laughs> right, water right the here water in the well supply. i go down in the well there's no one's gonna bother <laughs> oh, me man. if you have a problem with any sort of i'm surprised uh, you scat writing i'm surprised you read this because you don't uh, like it a gross grody book. it is a grody ass book man do people you know were, about people what is it called night night soil night soil that's what they called poop yeah, where they have to go, they have to go clean it up at nighttime. Because people they would go, throw their um, chamber pots out the window, yeah, yeah. and so the streets would literally just be covered in poop. Yeah, and so someone, so it was someone's job to go clean that up. The night soilman, what a job! Anyway, gross. Thank, thank. Let, let's just look right now. I think we can be thankful for a lot of modern intervention, interventions, toilets, inventions. toilets, toilets. 
the internet. Uh, <laughs> something FaceTime. That, some, um, something frequently used indoors. in conjunction with each other. Indoors. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but you will, the thing is, we still don't know a lot about a lot of diseases. This is my PSA. Uh, a lot of diseases. We actually don't even know that much about this one. We're still learning yeah. a lot about the coronavirus, about how it affects people. We don't know long-term effects. Like, and we, but we do know that it, if you are an older person, it, you are in big trouble if you get this disease, which is why those of us who are younger need to stay the fuck home and not infect the older people so that way we don't end up with a shit ton of people and not enough beds. That's the big problem. Yep. We don't have enough ventilators for all the people who could possibly get this disease. Um, that's my PSA. Read read Ghost Map if you're looking for a book that... It has a real long title. Hold on, I'm going to tell you the whole time. Ghost Map. It's called The Ghost Map. The story of London's most, ter- most terrifying epidemic and how it changed science, cities, and the modern world by Stephen Johnson. What's your next pick? So I got a Mallory Wheelhouse alert. There's a okay, t- okay, talking okay. bear in this book. Nice. Uh, it is East by Edith Patou. Uh, Patou. I'll put it in the show notes, but I don't know, don't know how it's pronounced. Um, I think this is the time to read some big, fat fantasy books. Okay, yeah, you want people hunkering in. Hunkering, hunker with a honker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just found the title <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> uh, hunky, hunky honks? Hunk, hunky honks. <laughs> hunkered out, because I asked my boyfriend, Jeremy, I was like, what do you think, what, what would you recommend for people to read? He was like, big, fat fantasy. And I was like, yeah, nice, you're right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so this one is a YA fantasy, and I love it so much. It's about the, a girl. Um, she gets an offer from a polar bear to escape her boring, normal life because she's just, like, sick of her normal girl life. And this giant polar bear comes one day and offers, like, to take her away to mm-hmm. a magical land. And it, only as you can expect, it doesn't really turn out like it seems. Sure. Uh, so it's a big, sweeping, romantic book. It's a really good book if you... Maybe don't normally read big fat fantasy books uh, because it's YA. You know, it's a little easier to jump into. Uh, is the romance? With the I'm not going to say okay. anything. <laughs> uh, it is. It's wonderful. It's it's really fun. The cover is beautiful. I think they just redid it, um, but it's been around for a while. I think it was written in like the 80s or the 90s. Um, which God, isn't that weird that we can say it's an older book because it was yeah. written in the 90s? Um, it's great. What's your next pick? Um, this is my last pick. Because I feel like I've gone kind of heavy with that last one. I'm doing my my Japanese book. Um, it's called The Traveling Cat Chronicles. How do I not know about this book? By Hiro Arakawa. Um, it is great. It's great. Um, it came out, I think it was came out last year. Um, and it is told mm. from the point of view of a cat. How have I not read this book? It, listen, I will say there is a dark understory happening. So the cat is traveling around with his owner and doesn't really know why they're traveling various places. But you find out slowly through the point of view of the cat. But it is a nice light read in spite of the fact that it has, like, I should say there are trigger warnings for, for death or in impending death in this time. I guess oh we boy. should be saying, saying that. Um, but I did really enjoy it. It's a very... Adorable. It's written from the point of view of a cat. I mean, which yeah, is what else cute. do you need? Um, yeah, I think you'd like it. I think you'd be into it. Um, I'm sure you could. I think I got I got it from the library for sure. So on my on I an ebook. Oh, well. ebook form, which we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, tra- Traveling Cat Chronicles, newer book. Um, and also a nice escapist because he's traveling around Japan and it seems really beautiful. And we're not going to Japan anytime <laughs> soon. So we sure. Are but not. if you're in Japan, it's like you're traveling around home. 
I don't know. It is funny because that's the one thing I've been worried about during all of this is like literally the first thing I did when we realized that the shit was going down was before I bought human food or anything, I bought a month's worth of cat food, yeah, a month's worth of kitty litter. And then when things got really bad, I bought another month's worth of both. And like my cats have been, Sailor and Lulu have been so nervous and like I am so freaked out to leave them. <laughs> oh, you're not leaving them. I know. This is, I actually, some. I'm like, did, is this a conspiracy by pets? To, oh, they're so to make us all stay home. They've been my completely pets attached to me. Are so happy right now because we're home all the time. So the pets are like, I, like I don't know if Malachi the cat is um, capable this, of creating a coronavirus, but if he knew that this was the result, he would have created it. Oh, for, Malachi is an evil genius for <laughs> sure. It's true. All right, what's your last pick? Uh, my last pick is another honker. Uh, I will say this is a great dad book recommendation oh, and nice. mom book recommendation. Okay. Good parent book, good grandparent book. If you're looking for a book, um, I have just sent a big bunch of books to my grandfather who is still living in the Boston area. Uh, so if you're looking for something to like read with a relative or something, this is a great one. It's also just a fucking great book. It's Ireland by Frank Delaney. Uh, so it's historical fiction. It takes place in Ireland in the 1950s. And it's about this storyteller who travels around Ireland. And cause that used to be like an actual occupation is, right. you know, they would just travel from house to house and that's how they would find, get room and board. And like, you would keep the storyteller in your house for one, two, three nights. And he would t tell your family a story and you would feed him and he would get to like sleep in your barn or whatever. And then he would move on. Um, so he, the storyteller, he travels around Ireland. So you get his story, but also all the others, the stories that he's telling the families. So it's like stories within stories and all the stories that he's telling the families are like stories about Ireland and like Irish history and Irish mythology. Uh, cool. It's a great, it's a really enveloping book. And like, it's like, it's a book that you get a cozy sweater and a cup of tea to read with. And it's, again, it's a honker. It's just a big book to just sort of fall into. I might reread it. I've read it twice. I think my grandfather actually, me and my grandfather actually read this together a long time ago. Oh, nice. Um, so it's just, it's wonderful. It's such a good one. So yeah, the library. Yeah. I remember we, it was really funny when the libraries closed in Los Angeles, I immediately texted Bria and you were like, I just saw that. Oh my God. Although I, some areas in Los Angeles, the lobbies are still open. So people oh, who, who need a place to use the internet yes. or who need a place to shelter because it actually has been raining in LA. It's like yeah. the worst time for them to close. I saw a great um, tweet so that was like, are. is there an unfinished game of Jumanji in Los Angeles? Because <laughs> it was like, the one on the day that things really got bad, there was also a flash flood warning oh, in LA. Yeah. And we were like, what is happening? I know, I know. We've had on heaters. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is closed, but it is a good thing. Yes, for sure. Um, you can still get eBooks and audiobooks using Overdrive or Libby. If you are have been hesitant about trying one of those two apps, we love them. And now is definitely the time to check them out. And the Los Angeles Public Library put out a um, statement where they said, look, you can still use all of this online. You can watch movies. You can use our news sources. Like yep. they subscribe to all of the news sources. Yep. So like they are, their website is still up. Yes. If you have I access to the internet. And, yes. And I will say if you uh, are stuck at home and maybe you don't have a subscription to a, a movie streaming service or you can't afford it or you just don't have it, um, one of the other library apps is called Hoopla mm -hmm. uh, and they have a lot of streaming movies. Uh, not all library systems have it, but I now is definitely a, a good time to check it out. Uh, they have tons of stuff. So if you're looking for something to watch for free, Hoopla is definitely a great one. Um, and also bookstores, bookstores are closed in Los Angeles, not everywhere, but not everywhere. Uh, in a lot of major cities and they probably will be closed by the time this comes out everywhere else. Um, but indie bookstores will mail you books. It's awesome. Um, if you can't, if, if you can 
this is a good time to support your local businesses. Yes. I know people are talking about this on the internet, but like we said, there's a lot of authors who have their books coming out right now. There are bookstores that are going to have to close for a month. You can buy, I, I've seen online people suggesting to just buy gift cards, yeah. uh, and which is cool because then you can support them without actually having to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a lot of bookstores are still shipping, yeah. um, which is great. Yes, that's what's really, really cool. I actually, one of the things that I'm going to be doing is literally the day before the libraries closed, Jeremy and I had gone to book shopping to stock up on things because that's nice. I need books and bourbon. Um, and there were two or three books that I didn't end up buying. And I was like, oh, I'll just put them on my library holds list. Who knows when I'm going to be getting those books yeah. now. So I'm going to buy them from a book, from an indie bookstore. Yeah, there you go. And this is, and it, it is great. The shipping is still happening. Bless all these people who are dropping off packages at my house every single day. Um, oh God. They are, they are the true heroes and hopefully they're getting overtime pay. Yeah, if you uh, I if you're not sure, I would call your local indie bookstore. Um, a lot of them are doing free shipping. Some of them are doing free delivery. I know um, a bookstore that we love, Mysterious Galaxy, down in San Diego. They are doing free drop offs in their area. So if you buy books from them, they will come and drop them off at your at your, in front of your home. I saw that also. This is just for snack purposes. <laughs> there are several, a lot of well, we, restaurants are closed in Los Angeles, but you can get delivery of a lot of places. And one place. Uh, called Cake Girl, who I follow, who does vegan gluten-free cakes and cookies, will deliver them to your house if you order more than $40. She'll bring them on over. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, this is the library and the bookstore thing has hit me particularly hard between the fact that I can't, my research, a lot of it has come to a halt. I will say a lot of librarians and historians have reached out to me to like help and give me other resources, which has been really helpful. Um, But I'm going to definitely take a huge hit financially from this. And I know a lot of other authors will. Because there are going to be a lot of people out there that are ordering from indie bookstores, and that's wonderful. But no matter what, like a lot of people aren't buying books right now. They're not going out to events. Um, It's just going to – and a lot of authors like me who rely on those book sales, it's going to be rough. Um, uh, So I'm really, really grateful for these indie bookstores. They're packaging – they're shipping departments that are staying open. Uh, Something I will recommend if you don't have an indie bookstore, a friend of the show, Kelly Link – her bookstore, Book Moon, uh, in Massachusetts, uh, is still open and is still shipping. Uh, they are absolutely fantastic. They have their own uh, publishing company called Small Beer Press, and they uh, put out some really great weird fiction, fantasy, horror books. Um, so you can order right now from Book Moon. I'm, I'm, that's probably where I'm going to be ordering my stuff. I'm going to split it between that and our local indie bookstore, uh, The Rip Bodice, who mm. is just wonderful. Um, also I will say the reading glasses Facebook group has book exchanges. Mm-hmm. So now would be a really good time if your post office is open, if you're in a place that isn't crazy like uh Los Angeles is and you are able to ship things, that's a really, really good thing to do right now. Maybe ship some books to your friends who are in New York or LA who are having a harder time getting mm-hmm. outside. Um also now's a really fucking good time to get into audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Um I will say this. This is the best argument I could ever come up with to become an e-reader. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Bria's like, I'm I've been a, waiting for this moment for years. Like, I think you were like, I'm going to the bookstore doing anything. And I was like, no, no. I'm, I'm like, always ready for an apocalypse <laughs> on my Kindle. I have so many books. Yeah. There was a brief moment where Libby went out 
uh, maybe four or five days ago and I saw people posting about it. I didn't actually see it happen. But I was like, wow, it's because, and I think it was from overuse. Oh, like for they sure. weren't expecting so many people to go, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of people I know who used it post about it online. But it's back. Um, I don't have to leave my damned house. I mean, that's a pretty good reason to e-read. And you, you can e-read have to on it. your phone. And I know you can't a lot get of the people, app on your phone, yeah. Um, my friend Liberty Hardy, she reads most of her books just on her laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can read on your phone. You can use Libby. You can use, I know, laptops. I, that laptop is tough, but. But yeah, she, I mean, I think when you get used to it, think yeah. about it. We do, we, we do so much reading on our laptops anyways. True. I read all my scripts on laptops, so. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's true. But yeah, so there's definitely, you don't have to leave the house, especially if you are immunocompromised, if you are over the age of 60, 65. This is a good reason to become an e-reader or try it out. You may as well just try it in this time. Yeah. So I will say, again, we want to thank our listeners. You folks have been absolutely wonderful in all of this. And if you are having a tough time in all of this, if you are looking for more book recommendations, if you are have quarantine-specific reader problems, uh, anything going on uh, that you need some help with, please email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Definitely recommend getting into the Reading Glasses Facebook group. There's a lot of great people on there. Reach out to us on social media. Um, we're here for you. Uh, we know that this is a, it's a weird, scary time for all of us. We're trying to be there for each other. Uh, so, Fina, before we solve our listener problem, we're going to take a quick break. So now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. We're taking a break from the from from the impending isolation. Yes. This is a real problem. And this is a very specific problem. I know. I love this. We love these very, very specific reader problems. So Jay wrote in, upon Bria's recommendation, I picked up a copy of Senlin Ascends and I adored it. It's truly Yay. one of my faves of all time. So thanks for that. I was so eager to continue the journey in the second installment, Arm of the Sphinx. But I instead listened to it on audiobook. Suffice to say, I was hugely disappointed with it for various reasons, which I don't need to burden this email with. So my question is two-part. One, do you think that my listening to Sphinx rather than reading it might have contributed to my strong dislike for it? I suppose you could ask this about any book. Is something lost in translation between text and audio? Two, Perhaps more importantly, I'm conflicted if I should read the third book in the series, The Hod King. Part of me wants to have the sense of completion for the trilogy, and I'm curious how it all turns out. But the other part of me thinks it'll just be another waste of time, which could be used on so many other books. Any insight here? Thanks for your time and consideration. Bria, this is basically made for you. So what do you think? Jay. <laughs> um, okay, first first question. I do see think sometimes the audio versus text trans, it doesn't work. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not used to audio as a medium. So I have trouble with that sometimes. I just read um, a book on audio for my book club and everyone in the book club loved it except for me, basically. And I think there are other people who listen to the audio book who also loved it. So maybe it was just me. I don't know, but it was like, you know, 10 against one. And I was like, wow, I just didn't enjoy this book. Um, so I do think that will... Uh, work against you. What do you, what do you think? You want to answer that first part? Yes, I am definitely in that. Honestly, I think that it's possible to not like to have a hard time jumping around with the format within a series, even if the audiobook is really good. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because uh -huh. it might be your brain gets used to going into this world in a particular way. And all of a sudden, so I think if you in print, you know, the first, that's, you read a book in print for the first one, you have your own voices for the characters. Yes. You have a way of, like, I never talk you about- You know what Sinlin is like. Yes. Sinlin, Sinlin is here <laughs> on his ascension and you know what he <laughs> he's sounds ascending. like. 
Uh, I never talk about this on the show. I don't even know if you two know this about me, uh, but I have a neurological condition called synesthesia. Oh, can you can smell colors? Uh, what I, I hear colors hear and colors. I read colors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Jeremy has it too, actually. Well, yeah. he can hear colors. He doesn't see colors. Uh huh. Um, so I have a very particular way of of uh, you know looking at the world, uh, and I think that. So if you're, you've read this, the first book in print and you have everything is sort of set and then all of a sudden you switch formats for another book, all of a sudden the characters have a different voice. They're mm-hmm. just, it's just a different way of being in that world. So even if the audiobook is great and you like the narrator, mm-hmm. it might just affect the way that it, you're absorbing this story. So you might not like it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, to answer Jay's second question about this, sec- should Jay read the third and final? Okay. I'm just going to say, let's get into this for a second, okay? The first book, Senlin is ascending. He's ascending. He is, he's going he up. Is, he is, this world, so it's set in um, the Tower of Babel and him and his wife go and you're I, like- Yeah, um, I remember this. Yeah, and uh, and um, you go and it opens up for you and it is wild. So many things happened. He ascends like three stories <laughs> in the first book. Like so many, and he's in these crazy worlds and you're like, wow, this is crazy. And then in the second one, it becomes more of like an adventure story- it's oh, so like, the, the kind of story changes. It does. It does. Okay. The, the first one, he's like looking for his wife. He's still looking for his wife in, his sec- in the second one. But um, in the second one, he's like become this sort of like pirate of a ship, like a captain of a ship. And he's like, it's like more like battles and things. Um, it, They're very different books. I see the first okay. one is like almost like a sci-fi fantasy. It's It leans into that more. Whereas the second one, since you're already used to the world, it becomes this more of like an adventure book. Interesting. I, I, yeah. The books are different types. And I don't talk about books I don't like on the show very often, but I will say I was let down by the second book also. Like, oh, okay. and, and I just want to say this for Mallory and I, at the beginning, we say, what are you reading? And we're talking about books, but sometimes we've only read a few chapters. And so yes. we sometimes don't, we aren't necessarily always recommending. And this is a book that I did enjoy. I did like Arm of the Sphinx. I liked it. But I will say, um, if you read them back to back, I could see why you'd be let down because I didn't do that. And I feel like they like, I was able to like enjoy it on its own merit that it was just an adventure book about essentially like an air pirate. Like that's sort of what it became um, in the second book. So yeah, I'm in the same boat about whether or not to read the third book. Hot King. The Hot King. Okay, okay, I don't know. Um, I want to know what happens to Sinlin. Does he ascend all the way? Does he find <laughs> Moving his on wife? Um, I went and looked on Goodreads, and the last one has a slightly higher rating than this second one. Oh. But weirdly, the first one has the lowest rating. Huh. So my theory on this, t- tell me if you back this up. I think that you read the first one, and you're like, I love this, or I don't love this. So what created a lower, yeah. a, a middle rating, right? Yes. Not a low rating. It still has a high rating. And then the second book, you're in there because you're in there for settling. Yes, exactly. And so you, if you went on to the second book, you were more likely to like it. Yes. But then I don't know what it means for the third book. I think maybe people, what my take is that people might forget, and they might read the whole series at once, and then go, ooh, Oh, I'm, you think I'm they liked it. But then the third book has an even higher rating. So is it because we stuck with it that yeah. you're like, are more likely to like it? Yes, you I like think you're, fil- you're filtering through because by mm-hmm. the time you get, the further and further you get into a series, by nature of the fact that you've gotten three books in, it's obviously people who really fucking like it. Yes, I know. They really like it and mm-hmm. they, <sighs> so I don't know if we can trust that third rating. I don't know if I can. I, I mean, if you're, uh, what I would suggest for Jay is get this book from the library. Don't pay for it mm-hmm. and test it out. Give it, give it 30 pages. 
I'll say this, Jay. I'll take the hit. I'll go read it. <laughs> I'll read it and Do I'll it. let Jay know. Because listen, what else am I here for? I'm not doing We're anything. We're here on the front lines for you reading glasses. Because I'm also, I've been going back and forth. I'm like, I do want to know to send Lynn find his wife. But I'm this big painting. There's like all sorts of things. There's like, a, there's, there's people died in the last one. So I am curious about what happens, but it is an, a commitment. So yeah. I think if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound here. Like you're like, yeah. you've already done two books. Like, no, I don't believe that though. No. I think like I was thinking of probably not reading it, but, but since now Jay you're has committed. The same issue, I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll let Jay know. I'll do an update. Yeah. And if I quit reading it, maybe this will be the book I quit reading this year. They, ooh, there you go. I, and here's the thing. I still think people should pick up this first book. I think it's so good. It's so, yeah. it it does leave you a little bit like on a like, oh, I wonder what will happen. But if you're able to get rid of that, mm-hmm. then the first book is a great, you could read it alone because so many cool things happen in the first one. Anyway, what else do you think? <laughs> no, I'm a, I totally agree with it. I think that's, I'm backing you up. Mine. Jay, I'm here for you. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this fucking book. I'm going to read this book while I'm in isolation. I'm going to tell you how it is. And if I don't get past page, I'll let you know. Because I maybe I won't finish it. How about, it, Jay, if you never hear from us again about this book, Mm-mm. or you're going to give an update. I'm going to do an update. Oh, damn. All I'm right. going to do a full-on update. All right. Well, this is, so I will say for listeners, we're recording the next two weeks. Um... And then we have one in the tank for a third week. That's right. Yeah. So I won't, me and Bria won't see each other for three weeks. So you have three weeks to read this book. You have three weeks. <laughs> before we have to record again. Oh, oh, I have three weeks. Yeah. Okay, fine. I can do it. You can I'll do it. it. Yeah. Uh, so if you want us to solve your reader problem, we can't guarantee Bria will personally attend all of them, but <laughs> you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank, actually, especially right now, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy and all the moderators on our Facebook group. You folks are heroes. Are I will say... And maybe I don't know, but I am technically like an admin or a moderator on the Facebook group. But I, because it's a fan group, like I try not, I put announcements in there, but I try not to like moderate too much because I don't feel like it's my place. Uh, I have never seen an issue in the Reading Glasses group. Wow. Either we, I think it's a mix of the fact that we have amazing listeners, but also our moderators are like, Like, they're not going to let anything bad happen. We have really great moderators. We have really great folks. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, And for Chrissy and Rachel, who uh, moderate our Goodreads page, remember if you want to support us right now you can buy reading glasses tote bags and shirts and bookmarks and stickers in the maximum fun store there's a link in the show notes uh, i'm sure also, you can we fit- got a lot of your gifts and we will be reviewing them just give us a couple of weeks because we haven't done it yet. yes thank you so much we always have a link in our in the show notes for, for to our amazon page uh so we have we got i think four different things that people have sent to us that we're going to be testing out there's three different book lights and a new book weight we're very excited yeah uh if you want to get some there's various like this book tech there's uh different kinds of books there's different kinds of there's a bunch of different kinds of stuff in various price ranges if you want to get something for us to test out uh so that's really really fun and um if you like the show and just want to help us for free which would be awesome right now you can rate and review us on itunes we're really close to 900 reviews which is awesome it's great for us it makes us feel good about the show uh please you can uh balance out all the people who give us one star reviews because we swear (laughs) (laughs) it's always swearing like older men who get extremely mad that we are swearing. <laughs> what is he? They 
Look look at the photos. What do you think is happening with us? <laughs> My favorite thing is like the people who think it's because we swear we're like less intelligent. Yeah. They're like, you can't think of any other words. I'm like, we're using more words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are our our vocabulary is wider. <laughs> but people get really mad about it and give us give us one star review. So if you want to balance that out, you can uh, review us on iTunes. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at reading G Podcast, on Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag reading glasses podcast if you want to follow along with the isolation book club that's hashtag isolation book club and thanks for listening and thanks for reading yeah thanks for reading. thanks for reading <laughs> <laughs>